0: This is Bob's World. Good morning, I'm Bob Welch. Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, and now a 30-year-old who once had $32 billion, now has nothing but criminal investigations to his name. It's a story so odd that it comes with a side dish of salted fermented cabbage. More in a minute. Settle in for this, kids. Today's story, or this past week's if you've been keenly following, it follows a 30-year-old named Sam Bankman-Fried and his crypto trading firm FTX. The year was 2017, and Sam Bankman-Fried noticed something funny when he looked at the page on CoinMarketCap.com. It's a website that lists the price of Bitcoin all over the world. He noticed that, depending upon the exchange it would be as much as 60% more valuable one place than another. He told CNBC this a while back. His immediate instinct, he said, was to buy Bitcoin on one exchange and sell it back on another and then earn a profit equivalent to the price spread. The difference between the price of Bitcoin on one exchange versus the other. They call this an arbitrage opportunity. In this case, of buying Bitcoin low on one exchange and selling it higher on another. And this was especially compelling in South Korea, where the exchange-listed price of Bitcoin was significantly more than in other countries. It was dubbed the kimchi premium. Kimchi is a traditional Korean side dish of salted and fermented cabbage. Those who like it, like it a lot. After a month of personally dabbling, Bankman-Fried launched his own trading house, Alameda Research. It's named after his hometown, Alameda, California, near San Francisco. This was to scale the opportunity and work on it full time. He sent in an interview back in September that the firm sometimes made as much as a million dollars a day. Part of why SBF, as Sam Bankman fried is also called, and it's also his Twitter handle, by the way, Part of why he learned street cred for carrying out a relatively straightforward trading strategy had to do with the fact that it wasn't the easiest thing to execute on crypto rails five years ago. Bitcoin arbitrage involved setting up connections to each one of the trading platforms as well as building out other complicated infrastructure to abstract away a lot of the operational aspects of making the trade. Bankman Fried's Alameda became very good at that and the money rolled in. And from there, the Sam Bankman fried empire ballooned. Alameda's success spurred the launch of crypto exchange FTX in the spring of 2019. FTX's success begat a $2 billion venture fund that seeded other crypto firms. Bankman Freed's personal wealth? grew to over $16 billion at its peak in March. Bankman-Fried was suddenly the poster boy for crypto everywhere. The FTX logo adorned everything from a Formula One race car to a Miami basketball arena. The 30-year-old went on endless press tours, bragged about having a balance sheet that could one day buy Goldman Sachs, and became a fixture in Washington. Or he was one of the Democratic Party's top donors, promising to sink a billion dollars into U.S. political races before later backtracking. But it was all a mirage. Getting a flu shot helps us stay healthy so we don't miss out on what matters. Like that family movie night your daughter can't live without. <coughs> yeah, can't do that. Every year, millions of people in the U.S. get the flu, especially now. No one has time to miss out on moments that matter. So get your flu shot. Find out more at getmyflushot.org. Brought to you by the AMA, CDC, and the Ad Council. As crypto prices tanked this year, Bankman Fried bragged that he and his enterprise were immune, but in fact, the sector-wide wipeout hit his operation quite hard. Alameda borrowed money to invest in Failing digital asset firms this spring and summer to keep the industry afloat then reportedly siphoned off FTX customers' deposits to stave off margin calls and meet immediate debt obligations. A Twitter fight with the CEO of rival exchange Binance pulled the mask off the scheme. Alameda, FTX and a host of subsidiaries Bankman Fried founded have filed for bankruptcy protection in Delaware. He stepped down from his leadership roles and lost 94% of his personal wealth in a single day. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Or the higher they go, the faster they come down. Any coin of phrase will do, but it was a steep fall from hero to villain. But there were a lot of signs. Beckman-Fried told CNBC in September that one of his fundamental principles when it comes to playing the markets is working with incomplete information. CNBC decided to aggregate the reporting of Bloomberg, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and elsewhere, along with their own reporting as a means of putting together, which in the mind is like a 1,000-piece puzzle, to figure out the picture at the end. In this case, the picture is of an investor who overextended himself, frantically moved to cover his mistakes with questionable and perhaps illegal tactics, and surrounded himself with a tight cabal of advisors who could not, or would not, curb his worst impulses. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph when blam! Ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. The point here is that FTX was reportedly siphoning off customer assets as collateral for loans and then covering it with a token it made up and printed it well, drip-feeding only a fraction of its supply to the open market. The financial acrobatics between the two firms somewhat resembles the moves that sank energy firm Enron almost two decades ago. In that case, Enron essentially hid losses by transferring underperforming assets to off-balance sheet subsidiaries, then created complicated financial instruments to obscure the moves. That also took down consulting firm Arthur Anderson. A law, Sarbanes-Oxley, was legislated in the wake of all that. That's another podcast altogether. But as all this was happening, Bankman-Fried continued his press tour, lionized as one of the great young tech entrepreneurs of an age. It only began to unravel once Bankman-Fried got into a public spat with Binance, a rival exchange. The speed of withdrawals underscores how the largely unregulated crypto market is often operating in an information vacuum, meaning that traders react fast when new facts come to light. Last Friday, FTX and Alameda both filed for bankruptcy. FTX, which was valued at $32 billion in financing round earlier this year, has frozen trading and customer assets and is seeking to discharge its creditors in bankruptcy court. Bankman fried is no longer the boss at either firm. A new bankruptcy filing posted yesterday, reports CNBC, shows that FTX may have more than a million creditors. It plans to file a list of 50 of the largest ones this week. That could be a Friday night news news dump especially if you work at CNBC. Lawyers with the exchange wrote that FTX has been in contact with dozens of regulators in the U.S. and overseas in the past few days, including the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. The SEC and Department of Justice are reportedly investigating FTX for civil and criminal violations of securities laws, Financial regulators in the Bahamas are also reportedly looking at the possibility of a criminal misconduct chart. And my crystal ball tells me that he will be the subject of an episode of American Greed in an upcoming season. Great details on this story at CNBC.com. Bob's World for this Wednesday, November 16, 2022. I'm Bob Welch. Make it a great day, and I'll see you on the smartphone.